Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Hey, good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 138. The VP6D Ducey Island D-Expedition recorded live on Thursday, October 25th, 2018. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Glenn Petrie, KE4KY. And Gene Spinelli, K5GS, and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week here on the show, Russ Woodman, K5TUX, and the LHS podcast gang was here to talk about Linux in the Ham Shack. So if you missed that, listen anytime you want at hamtalklive.com or your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. A uh, few announcements again, lots of things going on right now. So we, we do have a few announcements I need to get in here. Um, my friend Kevin Zary, KK4YEL down at uh, Kennedy Space Center, uh, wanted us uh, to announce that the NASA radio clubs have a very special slow scan television event planned for Saturday at about 1000 Zulu. Um, the Eris and Russian International Partners have enabled a special transmission of 12 images to celebrate NASA on the air. So tune in on 145.800. And for more about this, tune into my story on Amateur Radio Newsline, which comes out tomorrow morning at arnewsline.org or a repeater near you. So don't miss the. Uh, special slow scan television event from the international space station um the t-shirts for ham talk live the uh may the grid square be yours shirts uh we're going to go one more week and then we're going to get that order placed so if you haven't ordered yours and you want yours go to hamtalklive.com click on the link for the schedule and there's a link there for the shirts and uh, you can fill out the Google form, and then uh, you can PayPal the money, or, or if you need to mail a check, if you don't do PayPal, that's fine. Uh, but this is the final week to place an advance order, um, and then um, I'm sure we'll have a few extras uh, to sell afterwards as well. But if you want to make sure to get your size, uh, get your orders in this week. 
And uh, last thing, uh, the ARRL Division Director ballots uh, should be um, in your mailbox by now. So if you're an ARRL member in the Central, Hudson, New England, Northwestern, or Roanoke Divisions, you should have a ballot. So make sure you vote. And um, those ballots are due back to Newington by November 16th. So be sure to check your mail and vote. And if you didn't get yours, uh, let ARL staff know so that way uh, they know that, uh, you know, there's something wrong there and they can um, work with you. So uh, don't forget about that. So uh, we're going to talk de-expeditions tonight. Uh, Ducey Island's the big one right now. So we'll talk about that and uh, we'll give you a chance to talk to them live via satellite phone, hopefully, as long as uh, the uh, satellite phone works. So uh, get your questions ready to go, and after the interview, you can give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261, or you can Skype us at Sam Talk Live on Skype. You can also tweet us at HamTalkLive on Twitter, and I'll be back with Glenn right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. It's time to get the transceiver that is best suited for your lifestyle. ICOM offers a variety of high-performance and innovative products. See how you can make the most out of contest season with one of these transceivers. First, the ICOM IC7851, the competitive edge you've been looking for. Raise the bar and hear what others cannot with this flagship HF and 50 MHz transceiver. It has reciprocal mixing dynamic range, crystal clear LO design, a spectrum scope, dual receivers, and digital voice recorder. The ICOM IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants and just in time for contesting season. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals, even in the presence of stronger adjacent ones. The new ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. Featuring RF direct sampling system, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receiver, and dual digicel. And then the ICOM IC7300 is changing the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. With RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and an SD memory card slot. Be sure to visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on ICOM radio. The early bird may get the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Thanks once again to ICOM for sponsoring the show tonight. They help bring you AM Talk Live each and every week. Our guest tonight is Glenn Petrie, KE4KY. He's been a licensed amateur radio operator since 1975. First as WN4CSH and then WA4CSH. Glenn spends his time chasing DX or participating in the major contests throughout the year, especially with CW and Riddy. Um, he's been on D expeditions himself, including ZL9HR and VK9MT, 
along with Gene Spinelli, K5GS, who we will hopefully talk to live on Ducey Island at the bottom of the hour. Um, he is the chief pilot for the VP6D Ducey Island D-Expedition, and his wife has excellent tastes in what college team to cheer for, but just to show that I don't discriminate as a Kentucky Wildcats fan, yes, I've invited a Louisville Cardinals fan to be on the show. Glenn, thanks for coming on. Well, thank you very much, and I'm very happy to be able to represent the uh, VP6D D-Expedition team uh, on your show tonight. And, and we won't mention anything about red or blue. No, we won't, but just, just <laughs> real quick, my wife, Alinda, we're going to have a 35th wedding anniversary in a few days, so uh, I can't thank her enough for her allowances for over the years here, especially here recently, to let me go on the two D expeditions that I went on because it did take a lot of time, a lot of resources, and I couldn't have done it without the uh, without the help of her. You're a very smart man to remember to say that. So yeah, brownie points. <laughs> exactly. Well, tell us how this uh, D expedition uh, for Ducey Island came about, and the uh, website and, and all the uh, funding and, and everything about uh, getting this one off and rolling. Well, the VP6D D expedition was formed uh, after the 2017 International DX convention out in Visalia, California. The people that organized this one also uh, organized VK9MT, also T. X3X Chesterfield Islands here just uh, in 2015. So basically, what they did was is they formed up a team with the team leaders. Gene, uh, being one of the uh, one of the uh, co-organizers, the team leader for this is uh, is um, Dave K3EL Les W2LK. And so the what they try to do with our mission statement is we try to go to rare, semi-rare uh, DX locations, entity locations. Basically, when you're starting to get in the wheelhouse of being in the top 30, top 25, you're in those areas where this team likes to try to organize their de-expeditions. And the funny thing was is that after this was, was formed, what we determined was because of what Clublog did to a lot of their statistics, it kept rising in its most wanted status. It was, it was in the high 20s. And and then as they started to do some research with the numbers and the uh, gentleman that runs Club Log started crunching numbers, it ended up being number 19 overall most wanted as far as uh, Club Log is concerned. So we were very happy that this ended up being a top 20 D expedition. And the uh, the last time Ducey was uh, on the air as, as a D expedition was with VP6DX in 2008. Sometimes you'll see some overlap of some people that have been somewhere before, but all of the team members that are on VP6D, this is their first trip to, to Ducey. One thing about it is is that the Braveheart also went to Ducey in 2008, and that was their transportation of choice after they started trying to cull all of the opportunities to get to the island. Uh, the, the Braveheart was the, uh, was the choice, uh, the best choice for this particular de-expedition, so they were able to, to use a repeat on that. One thing about Ducey Island is it's uninhabited. It basically is ran by the uh, Pitcairn government. It's a it's in a protected marine area, which means you have to do a lot of extra special things. And when it comes to uh, these D expeditions, sometimes the 
the, the funding becomes more important because it's harder to get into some of these areas because of the of the protected status. And so it's it's in a protected arena, which means it, it, it takes a little bit more for an operator of a boat, uh, a, a ship, to be able to get in there. So after the formation of the team, the, the most important thing, obviously, was getting the license, getting the... Uh, the permission to actually be on the island, securing everybody's uh, uh, passport and credential credentialing to be able to get in through customs and so forth. It's about 535 kilometers east of Pitcairn Island. Uh, another de-expedition has just stated they're going to Pitcairn here pretty soon. And Pitcairn Island has a historical context from the standpoint of the uh, of the Christian, uh, Tom Christian, uh, Mutiny on the Bounty that a lot of us have seen the, the movie uh, and also read the book. So it, it, it kind of places it in an area of, of, the, of the Pacific Ocean that a lot of us can have visions of, of what it's like to be there already just from those different things. Right now, the team is composed of 14 radio operators. I can, I can go through those later if somebody would like to, uh, to be able to, uh, to, to go over the operators. Most of the operators on these de-expeditions, uh, usually in these, the ones that are uh, the most wanted, you're going to see a lot of people that have had prior de-expedition experience before. Uh, they come from a background of de-expeditioning, uh, uh, extensive contest experience, and so th that's where our, our team pretty much comes from, is from people who have either done the expeditions, large or small, uh, or they're accomplished in the, uh, the contesting world as well. And so equipment is one of the biggest problems with, with the logistics of getting all the equipment there, uh, how do you get it there, getting it shipped there through customs, uh, and then suppliers for the equipment. And we cannot thank the people that have helped us out with equipment such as Elacraft, um, the um, the antenna suppliers, uh, all, just everything that we can think of. That that uh, uh, and and I, I encourage everyone to go to the VP6D website and look at the people that have been supporters of the of the D expedition from the standpoint of uh, corporate sponsors, and those are the people that you see routinely supporting de-expeditions, whether it's ours, whether it's uh, Heard Island or anybody else uh, that you can think of for good at Baker Island, the one that just finished, you're going to see the same corporations, the same companies that have stepped up each time to support uh, de-exing in the amateur radio ranks. And so we'll try to support those people that support us. Yeah, it's, it's really important that uh, you have that support. I know uh, these things are not cheap and, uh, it's it's really important to have all that uh, equipment around so you can be ready to go and and deal with uh, things that may not work right and and all that you, you know you can't just run out to the store and and pick up something while you're on Ducey Island so uh, it's real important to have that so uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the funding of this how how did the funding go how's the uh, fundraising going and um, Tell us a little bit about that, and if people want to donate, how they can do that. Well, they can still donate to the vp6d.com page. Uh, we'll be more than happy to uh, accept any donation, large or small, and it doesn't have to be all that big. Uh, corporately, if, if more DXers just chipped in in a small sort of way, it could help these D-expeditions in a, in, in, in a, in a big fashion. 
I think the funding goal for VP60, I was looking on the website, it has been met since the de-expedition started, but I believe it was uh, the total, uh, I have it right in front of me, uh, the total of the uh, of the uh, de-expedition budget was about $175,000 was budgeted for the, for the de-expedition to cover all of our costs. And what we were hoping to raise on the website was about sixty-five. And to, and according to the website, when I looked at it, it doesn't give a total amount, but we have exceeded uh, what our uh, what our goal was just through the web page of sixty-five thousand dollars. So anything that anybody gives beyond this is just going to help defray some of the additional costs uh, that we incurred for shipment. Uh, the team is trying to pick up about fifty percent. Or better of the de-expedition cost, and so any 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 of the uh, donations that come in just help to defray that and help the de-expeditioners because none of the none of the uh, none of the monies that's donated by any of the foundations, clubs, or individuals go for airfare, go for the stay or food or anything like that of the teams while they're. Uh, positioning and ready to go on the de-expedition. All of those, all of those monies go directly to DX related, de-expedition related costs. So the de-expeditioners themselves have to come up with a lot of money. Uh, sometimes it's more than others, depending on where they're going uh, for airfare to get to where they're going to stage, uh, to stay for the two or three days uh, before and after the de-expedition in order to get equipment and other things sorted out, loaded on a boat or loaded on a plane, depending on where they're going. So uh, all of those costs are absorbed by the de-expeditioners themselves. So uh, anytime that uh, there's any extra that can be left over to help defray some of the extra costs that the team decides to pick up on their own, it goes a long way. Trust me, it's not a money-making venture for any of the de-expeditioners. All all of the money that's spent, uh, I mean, uh, still a lot goes out of the uh, the de-expeditioner's pocket, and so it's it's just nice, and it's it's very nice for the the DX community to be able to look at the de-expeditioners and 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 thank them for what they're doing, for going out and doing this uh, by supporting them as best they can individually. Well, that's that's an understatement, <laughs> and we we, uh, we really appreciate uh, all that they've done and. Uh, and appreciate all those that are uh, supporting the cause. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about how to work the team. And um, I'm, I'm just going to play a couple of clips here, actually. Um, Monday night, I, I got on uh, from home on the dipole at 10 o'clock at night on 20 meters, which was a bad idea to start with. And, and I could hear, but it was really weak. I couldn't get through, so kind of gave up quick. But um, yesterday, I ran up to the uh, school shack after school and just thought, oh, I'll see if I can have any luck. And I had them within two minutes. Uh, no more and got the radio on, set the split up, and, and was on the air and got them on the first call on 20 meters. Um, so I decided, well, we'll run over to 15 and see what we get. And I get there on 15, and I have to work at it for a little while. Uh, but then I hear this. Kilo Echo 4 Kilo Yankee, hey Glenn, 5-9. Thanks, yeah, well, we're getting some good numbers, really pleased with it, and thanks for all your support. Yeah, we hope.
smoke, so we're shooting for that. 7-3, Glenn, have fun. This is Victor Papa 6 Delta, 5-15. to 15. So I caught you working them. <laughs> That's my that chance. That is awesome. That is absolutely awesome. I, when you sent me that, I was so surprised. That that was just uh, just great. So uh, I hung in there for a few more minutes, and uh, and this is how mine went. Seven three, Victor Papa six Delta five to fifteen. Whiskey Bravo nine, Victor Papa Golf. Whiskey Bravo nine, Victor Papa Golf five He's nine. Moving split. Five nine into Indiana. Also Kilo Nine Sierra Oscar Uniform Club Golf. Thanks, Victor Papa Six Delta Five to Fifteen. Radio Yankee. Kilo Bravo Eight Romeo Yankee Five Nine. So I mean, there's some there's some stateside stuff that's not that clear. I mean that they were just booming yes. in. Yes, they were absolutely booming in, and, and very quickly when I when I worked Steve yesterday, or the other, when you got that clip, uh, I was just sitting there listening to him for probably close to an hour, and he just kept building and building in strength, and so finally I just decided to give it a try, and so it took about maybe five minutes worth of trying. I, I didn't flip on the amplifier; it was just the one hundred watts uh, with the uh, ten element log that I have up about sixty feet. And uh, it didn't take too long. I didn't. I don't feel like it took too long. But um, it was very good to be able to uh, speak to a team member. I've worked with him on the backside doing some testing with some things. So it was just very gratifying to be able to speak to a team member and express to them how good of a job that they're really doing. Because sometimes when you're there and you're tired, you're fatigued, you're either hot, you're either cold, depending on where you're at. It's just very good to be able to have a friendly voice. Somebody you know go say, hey, you all are just doing a bang-up job. Just keep it up. Yeah, and I had to laugh at the, uh, he's working split. Because Monday night, I, I went upstairs, got on DX Summit, found out what the split was, put put everything in both vfos had it all ready to go and about a minute later i hear he's working split and i'm thinking oh geez you know somebody's not not doing this right and then i look down and oh that's me (laughs) i forgot to hit the split button i had had all the frequencies in everything ready to go so it's been happening quite a bit in fact uh even saw a a post while ago somebody said we should start a a vp60 drinking game that uh every time you hear he's working split you you take one so i i don't know so so they're working split yes (laughs) so we we can well basically we all do that you know, yeah, I mean, it happens to the best of us that we don't hit split button or something uh, catches our or, or we're trying too fast to, to get to where we're going. But as long as you recognize it quick, it, it's just recognized as something that happens. And the other thing that's happening um, is FT8 new mode for the expeditions, uh, you know, just recently uh, that it started uh, being used and there's still some misconfigured FT8 stuff going on well what's happening is and there was just a a i just received an email something that's going to be going out to all of the the uh editors uh dx world dx news some of the bulletins and so forth and what they have here is they have two camps they have a sideband camp a cw camp and in the middle is a headquarters and the two the two station camps are a, a kilometer apart 
And so what they have is they have this infrastructure that they had to lay out in order to be able to send the data back and forth, in order to be able to get up to DXA, in order to be able to get to the uh, the the, uh, the logs and so forth, the, the way that the, the way the computers are networked for logging. And so th- this network infrastructure just it is just been tenuous. It has just been difficult for them to keep up. They've been drenched for the last couple of days, and I'm sure if Gene gets on, he will tell you that they just started drying out today from some uh, torrential rains that they've had, some storms, a little bit of wind, but nothing that caused any damage. And so it's just one of these things where these networks are just, uh, they're, they're not 100%. And so they are, uh, they're noticing a lot of dupes, a lot of duplicates. And what they're going to be asking is that if you've already worked them, just give them a chance. And I, I, I have been assured uh, that there are no lost QSOs. Now, some people are saying it shows up on DXA, but it doesn't show up in the log. Then vice versa. I have a FT8 17-meter contact that showed up on DXA. My call rolled over the Internet on DXA just like it should. It registers on DXA as a band slot, but it's yet to be uploaded to the log. I'm personally not going to worry about it because it's one of those things that in order for it to get to DXA, it had to go through a log, so it's somewhere. So I'm sure they'll work it out. And uh, it's it's been uh, it, it it's caused a little bit of angst among the DXers because uh, number one they want to see it on DXA and then number two there have been some FT8 QSOs that have not ended up in the log. There's also been some CW contacts that did not initially end up in an upload and I think they've caught up with that because the network was down because of the rain that they were experiencing. And I think that was addressed in a statement that came out from the island today. Uh, Gene is able to send some things to Twitter. And I think you could probably tell when it's me doing things on social media, either Facebook or Twitter, as opposed to the statements that sound like they are coming directly from the island itself. So uh, Gene does have the ability to be able to send those Twitter posts. And I think there was something that was sent out today about about uh, don't worry about the lost CWQs. They're there. They'll get uploaded. So it, it has been a little bit of a challenge for them, and my inbox has been overloaded with with emails about the FT8, the DXA, and some missing uh, QSO issues. The best I can tell you is I can't do anything about what is what is what is either in the log or not in the log. I can't check the log. I don't have access to logs. All I can tell you to do is if you think you have a good QSO, if you can get a snippet or a screenshot of it. Save it. If you can print the FT8 string that shows that you got the Roger Roger 73, keep it. After the de-expedition is over with, well after the de-expedition is over with, let the guys come home, unpack their, their suitcases, and then you can start, as our webpage very clearly states, if you think you have a busted call, a not in log, and you are sure that you made the contact, there is a mechanism for you to do an inquiry. And that's what we're asking everybody to do is just be patient. And so there is a mechanism there to try to get you your cue uh, and get you credit for it. And I'm sure that uh, we have on the island, I know of two guys that are programmers. There's probably some other folks that are there on the island that are, are also IT equivalent. So it, it's not like this is... Uh, something that's escaping them because of inexperience or inability, I I think it just has a lot to do with uh, a a lot of issues with the infrastructure, the rain, 
uh, the networks that are having to use. And so it's just one of those things. It's just one of those things that happen. And, you know, all you can do is say, we're sorry for it, but we're, we're marching forward. All right. Well, I want to get to our break because uh, we're expecting a call from Gene and we don't want to keep them on hold with uh, satellite phone calls. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back with Glenn and hopefully Gene live from Ducey Island right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. Hey, honey, have you seen the PL259s anywhere? No, I haven't. Come on, kids. Let's go. There's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. A giant warehouse of connectors and adapters for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquid sale. Buy nine solder type PL259s. Get the 10th one for just one penny. One penny, penny. They make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a PL259. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Hi, I'm Scott Cole, KB9AMM, president of Tower Electronics. I like the company so much that I bought it. Tower Electronics, coming to a ham fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under Amateur Radio Connectors. My, wherever did you get that lovely PL-259? Tower Electronics, pl-259.com, or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL-259 connectors? Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. Copy 594 from Ham Talk Live. Tower Electronics will be in LaGrange, Georgia this weekend on the 27th. And then coming up, Stone Mountain, Lawrenceville, uh, Georgia, November 3rd and 4th. Montgomery, Alabama, November 9th and 10th. And Fort Wayne, Indiana on November 17th and 18th. Or you can visit them anytime at pl-259.com. And Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at hamtalklive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, we're hoping to get a call here from Gene here in just uh, a moment. Um, and we've got some of your tweets uh, coming up, but we'll uh, we'll kind of hold off on that until uh, we see if uh, Gene can get through on the on the satellite phone. Uh, but uh, we hope to have a report from him live, so we'll give him a minute or two. Uh, Glenn, one thing that w- we wanted to talk about was uh, on the other end, on the user end of FT8. Uh, a lot of people are not configuring their uh, their FT8 correctly to uh to be heard down there 
Yes, they need, they need to make sure that they're using uh, one of the latest versions of uh, of the FTA program. I, I should have written it down, but I don't. But they can go to our ap6d.com page, and they will find the FT8 instructions there. The most important thing is to be in the foxhound mode. If you're not in foxhound mode, you're, you're going to be causing a lot of inadvertent uh, QRM Um I imagine what it could what it could do is if you thought you were parking yourself on top of their transmit frequency, the streams that they're they're transmitting out is is you would just be blocking them from somebody that they're trying to work. So it's very. And I think we've got Gene on the line here. So okay, let's uh, let's hang on. We'll, we'll yeah, come back to evening. that, Gene. Hey, welcome to yeah, Ham Talk Live, evening. all I'm the way from Dusey Island. Thank you. Enjoy. We're happy to be here. All right, this is uh, Gene Spinelli, K5GS, uh, live on Ducey Island. So, uh, Gene, I know you you don't have a whole lot of time here, so uh, tell us uh, what's going on at the moment. Well, at the moment, the, the rain has finally stopped. It's been raining here for about three days, and we've been uh, heavily saturated, uh, both uh, outside and inside. The tents of having a little difficulty, but I think uh, as of this afternoon, we're drying out. I'm standing on the northeast side of the island, staring out at the Pacific Ocean. The uh, Braveheart is anchored about 300 meters from shore. Uh, we have uh, three camps built. One camp is the central camp we call the headquarters, where we keep our computers and satellite uplinks. We have another tent uh, called the uh, single sideband tent camp. There are four stations in that camp. And then on the other side of the island, we have this, uh, the uh, CW camp with uh, four more stations. I am staring at the uh, satellite uh, antennas, and, uh, and uh, we have a six-meter uh, EME antenna that we've uh, installed yesterday in a rainstorm. And we'll be oh, wow. working with that over the next couple of days. But it's uh, it's been wonderful. The weather, other than the rain, is uh, is pleasant. It's 65 to 75 degrees, and uh, sometimes humid, sometimes uh, not humid. But the sun is always very hot. the uh, The consistency of the island is a lot different than the previous islands we've landed and done the expeditions from, uh, being Mellish Reef and uh, Chesterfield Island. Those, those islands are, were comprised of crushed coral. Uh, and some low vegetation. This, this island surprised me a little bit because it is uh, it's about three meters above sea level and heavily vegetation, heavy vegetation, trees and shrubs, uh, I would say consistent of what you would find in a jungle. So it's pretty interesting. We uh, cool. There was a de-expedition here 10 years ago this month, and we found their old camp, and we're set up in, in one of their old camps, so that uh, saves us a lot of work. Oh, nice. The uh, boat crew is supporting us. So, yeah, it's really cool. The boat crew is supporting us. We have a couple of crew members here, uh, 7x24, to uh, keep the generators running and uh, and to keep the team fed. We have 14 men uh, from, I think, five different countries, and... Uh, we're operating seven by twenty-four. All right. Uh, how are, yeah? How are things going on the air? What 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 are your uh, what are your best bands and modes so far and that kind of thing? 
Uh, to, we're on all bands, all modes. The pileups have been fantastic. Propagation uh, has been wonderful. Uh, 17, 20, I, I would tell you, are the most active that I can tell you uh, about. 40 meters, of course, at night. Uh, we made a, quite a few contacts on 160 already and uh, 80. So, you know, th th those are the, the traditional the expedition bands. The pileups have been relatively, um, uh, how shall we say, well-behaved. Sometimes they get a little out of hand, but uh, nonetheless, uh, we're pretty happy with the way it's been uh, going, the way the DXs uh, who are calling us are, uh, are following the traditional protocols uh, for DX pileups. Probably now, the one question or one, one request that we have is we, we ask the people to stop, not to dupe us. There's a lot of people we know need this for an all-time new one, and uh, they want to make sure they're in the log, so they call us twice. And that, that's, that's kind of wasting our time and, and taking a contact away from somebody else. Yeah, I, I was listening yesterday. I actually worked you guys yesterday and heard a lot of times that, you know, they'll say, oh, you know, we've already got you in the log. Here's the date. Here's the time. We've already got you. And so please don't, you know, don't do that again. So uh, I know that's that's been yeah, an issue. Yeah, I've, been, that, the, I've been doing the – go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I said I've been doing this for a long time. I can understand somebody's enthusiasm for something like this and they want to make sure they're – they're in the log. Uh, this, this island probably will not be activated for another ten years, so it's uh, it's it's in demand, and and, and, uh, and we'll we'll try to uh, we'll try to become very bored by our last operating day, which is about seven days from now. If we're bored, that means the pileups has pretty much subsided. Now, Jeff Wilgus, uh, KB9BVL, uh, posted earlier on Facebook, said, we're going to come up with a VP6D drinking game that, that every time you hear somebody call on your calling frequency, uh, you, you take a drink. So <laughs> we, we got to remind people that you're red and split. <laughs> well, fortunately, I can't hear them calling on my frequency, so I'm, I, I guess I go without drinking. <laughs> all right well jeff there you go um so uh what what advice do you have for people who are, are trying to uh to get you i i just played a clip actually yesterday of both glenn's contact uh, on 15 and mine and i mean it was clear as a bell uh but what advice would you give to people trying to uh, get you in the log well, you know, I, I think it's the same with any bee expedition. You have to listen. just have to listen a lot and, and listen a lot more than you talk and, and try to understand what the operator is doing, trying to fo follow the operator's uh, technique. Some, some in a split will move up slowly and work people along the way and then work down the split slowly and work people along the way. You, you just have to learn what the operator is doing, position yourself, where you think uh, there's an open spot and the operator will find you. I've done that a lot myself. Uh, it's a lot easier than sitting there calling and calling and calling. So you just look for where the, what the operator is doing. And, of course, you have to do it when you can hear us. You'd be surprised at the number of people that will continually call even though they don't hear the DX uh, very well. So you've got to play propagation. You listen for the loudest signals, for your location, 
for your uh, time of the day, and that's when you should be in here calling us, not not when you can barely hear us, because we can barely hear you. Well, I know you've just got a couple of minutes left here uh, on the sat phone, but we did want to take a call, and we do have a a call on the line here. So uh, I believe this is Scott. Yes. Yes, it is. It's Keeler Zero Mike Delta, and I know Gene because he was my first contact this the expedition on Ducey. Gene, I'm, I appreciate you hearing my call. Yeah, hi, Scott. How are you? I remember singing the log. Yeah, no, I'm well. You guys are doing a wonderful job. I wanted to just say I'm really impressed having worked you and listened to your pileups on 12 meters through 160. What a great job your operators are doing. I've not encountered the expedition where everyone is just so good, so calm, so logical, so patient with all of the callers. Uh, it's best I can tell you guys are well on your way to becoming the expedition of the year with your team. And Glenn, thanks for all your support with Gene and the team. You guys are just really incredible. My congratulations. Thank you, Scott. And Scott, thanks for your comments. We got we uh, we saw your comments on the pilot reports that we received this morning. So thanks for your comments. You're very welcome. Thanks for being there and doing it, and safe travels home in a couple of weeks. Uh, I still see a lot of Twitter reporting today about people still excited to work you, so I think the pileups are going to stay deep and hungry for a while. Are you guys going to be on the contest this weekend at all, by chance? Yes, we are. We will be in the uh, the CQ Worldwide SSB contest. Uh, I can't tell you where right now, but we just made that decision about an hour ago. Well, that'll be really exciting, and Glenn, I hope you can put that on Twitter. That's going to really excite the contest to have uh, this zone available for the first time in a long time. 73, thanks again. Congratulations, Neil, as well, on a great show tonight. Thanks, Scott. All right, Gene, I, I don't want to keep you much longer here, so any, uh, we're, I'll talk to Glenn a little bit about some of the QSL information and that kind of thing, but any uh, any last uh, comments here before you take off? Uh and uh, for everybody that's listening, and that's great news about uh, deciding uh, to operate CQ Worldwide. No, I think all I ask people to do is be patient and uh, and, and just uh, be persevere, because that's the, that's the key in, in getting into a de-expedition like this that's in heavy demand. But, but, but next, by next week, we'll, we'll be operating for seven more days, at least seven more days, Unless there's some dramatic uh, change in the weather or some other emergency, we'll be here for operating for seven more full days, and that should give everybody an opportunity to get in the log. And even, especially with FT8, FT8 has been just amazing. Uh, on the other bands uh, die, we go to FT8, and 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 there they are. There's people calling us. So it's just a wonderful mode. We've got one more call here real quick. Mark Brown in for BCD uh, chimed in earlier, and, and we've been so busy. We had not had a chance to, to get him, and I know he's been trying to get through here. So, Mark, go ahead. Uh, great. Uh, Gene is still on the, on the sat phone. Uh, it is just a, a truly a pleasure to, uh, to say hello and to, to, to say that you guys have been doing an absolutely over-the-top fantastic job uh, down there at Ducey Island. Uh, I got a lot of contacts in the log. I know a lot of other folks do, and uh, I just wish you guys uh, safe travels. And uh, again, great job. 
Okay, thanks a lot. I appreciate the comments. And, and you know, we also have to recognize the crew, the Braveheart. They, those are, these guys are absolutely amazing what they've done. When you see the pictures, you, you, just, you, you, you won't believe it, what they put together for us. Uh, it's just wonderful. I'm excited to work you guys or see how things work in uh, CQ Worldwide Phone this weekend. And uh, I'm appreci appreciating to, uh, to Tom, KE4KY, for putting out there the DXA uh, cluster and letting us know that there's another place to find our, our contacts in the log. And sure enough, uh, I've been listening to the program tonight. I contacted you guys on 10-meter phone today, and honestly, you guys were 10 uh, to 20 over 9 here in Middle Tennessee on 10 meters at 4 o'clock local time. It was just amazing. And uh, that contact is in the log there on DXA. So, yeah, I, I understand your concerns about uh, trying folks uh, trying to work, uh, work here multiple times. We just got to be patient, and uh, it's nice to know there's another uh, source of information out there that we can get our contacts confirmed over uh, OQRS, too. Okay, we're going to let uh, Gene get off the phone here, but Gene, thanks so much for being here, and uh, best of luck with the rest of the uh, expedition and CQ Worldwide this weekend, and thanks so much for calling in. Okay, Neil, thanks a lot. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to the, uh, to the DX community. Uh, we, I did lose you, and I came back on the phone. Uh, I lost the satellite, but uh, uh, I just called you back, and uh, thanks a lot for the opportunity. We'll uh, see you guys when we get home. All right, thanks, and safe travels home. That's Gene Spinelli, K5GS, live on Ducey Island. Thanks so much, Gene, and uh, 7 3. Yeah, and Mark, three, bye bye. And Mark, thanks for for calling in. We appreciate it. Yeah, Neil, this has been a one of those over the top great de expeditions. I've uh, I've got a matrix here in front of me that uh, a whole bunch of boxes checked off. Still more to go, but uh, these guys have been doing an absolutely fantastic job. And thanks for the opportunity to call in. And Tom, again, uh, thank you for the op uh, for mentioning that DXA as a web source for confirming our contacts. Okay, thank you. All right, eight one two. Oh, see you, Mark. Take care. Eight one two six three eight four two six one is the number. We'll go a little overtime here tonight because uh, we do have a few things we want to get in. But uh, if you want to give us a call, you can. It's eight one two six three eight four two six one. Glenn, before we um, we get too far here, we were talking about uh, uh, configuring the FT eight, and I, I think we got that pretty well taken care of. But uh, let's let's talk about the uh, QSLing information uh, real quick here before uh, things get away from us. Yeah, vp6d.com. If you go there, uh, they, there's a log search feature. Yeah, uh, the the all of the contacts that are there for the maritime mobile contacts that were made are there. Uh, it's very easy to navigate. And once you're there, it shows you uh, how you can um, and, and tells you how you can get your QSL card. Uh, Gene and company uh, created some uh, some software that they've shared with M0URX um, and some other uh, some other people, I believe, as far as QSLing. And so it, it enhances the QSL process for these guys that handle thousands and thousands a month. And so the, the online QSL process uh, is very easily explained on our website, and it, it should not be very hard to get the card at all. If you got your card from TX3X, it's going to be the same procedure. So very easy to get, uh, get the QSL 
and the um, the the LOTW uh, for for most people will probably be about uh, five or six months after the D expedition is over with, and you can read the QSL policy there uh, that the uh, the team has developed on the on the web page as well. All right, very good. And uh, Jim KF4WLS uh, wants to know. Is there a set schedule for listening in the general class band on 20? Not to speak out of school as far as a strategy or anything like that, but obviously uh, the pileups for these uh, wanted entities can be very, the competition is very stiff. And so I think what the what they're doing is is they're working down the piles they're they're barely at their halfway point. Uh, if if they say that they got another seven days, uh, they're 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 reaching their their halfway point on this D expedition. You are probably going to start seeing shifts on the the things that they do just a little bit more. I've been receiving emails from the RTTY guys. When are you going to do RTTY? Because so far on the stats that I have in front of me, and I can talk about that in a minute, there's not very many RTTY contacts in the log versus FT8. So hang in there, hang tough for the people that don't have extra class privileges. They started today. It's already been posted on social media and some other places, some forums. Uh, I believe uh, 14281, they were listening all the way up uh, up there uh, from time to time to try to get some folks in the log. And I think that you will see as the de-expedition progresses and the, uh, the pileups actually start to decrease in intensity, uh, broadening that out a little bit. Uh, because if you went straight up into the general band, um, the pileups are still going to be the same. And so uh, it, it, I think it's just a strategy to kind of... Uh, Lessen the pileups a little bit, and then move and just adjust and vary what you're doing to try to to get the whole uh, the whole spectrum. Yeah, I know. Yesterday, uh, my contact on twenty was they were on uh, I think fourteen one eighty five, and then it was fourteen two eighty one that they were listening on. So they were already in the in the general part of the band. So that's uh, that's good news for those people who are doing that. Uh, you know, just because they're transmitting down there doesn't mean you can't work them. It's just, uh, um, a very big split. So, uh, let's see, we're trying to catch up here with all the, the tweets. This has been a popular one. Uh, Troy Simpson, W nine KVR says, uh, we got them today on 20 on FT eight first call, uh, 17 on sideband, uh, very strong signal, better than anything we had during school club roundup this week. And boy, I agree with that, Troy, the school club roundup, the conditions were awful. Um, and he said, Fox and Hound, uh, worked really well. So thank you, Troy, for that. And, uh, we got, uh, Dr. Scott Wright in here. We got Mark in here. Uh, we got Jeff. And so I think we're caught up. So um, let's see anything else on the list here. I think I think we got it. So uh, Glenn, anything else that uh, that we need to talk about here before we go? Well, two things I want to cover. Uh, when I got the the stats for where the D expedition is standing at this point in time. At 18.06 Zulu was the last log upload today, 18.06 Zulu. Um, 51,827 total cues on that last log upload is in the log. Now, DXA may show much more than that by now, but 51,827. 
Uh, 50% of those are USA. Well, that's a given because uh, Ducey is right in the, the USA. It's right in our in our back door. European uh, contacts are 25%. Asia is 13%. And then the rest of the geographical areas uh, really start uh, declining there a little bit. CWQs. 28,743. Sideband QSOs, 13,520. FT8, 8,910. That could be 16, according to my writing. So it's 8,910, we'll just say. RTTY, 646. So we're, 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 really, we're really hitting the bands hard. Uh, it has just been phenomenal with what I, I have seen. Uh, other de-expeditions have, have done very well. Uh, but I tell you what, this one has just, it, it, is just, it just surprised me how quick, once they got on the air fully, uh, Monday and Tuesday, Monday into Tuesday, how fast the QSOs were just adding up. The other thing I want to, uh, to mention is uh, uh, we have a, a, an additional North American pilot. You can find his information on vp6d.com under the team section. That's Mason, KM4SII. Uh, he's a 14-year-old. He may be 15 by now, but uh, I got to meet him up in Dayton this year. He's assisting me with some of the North American uh, pilot duties, and uh, he's an up-and-coming ham. Uh, starting to see him in some of the contests. He's uh, uh, one of the. He's involved in one of the young ham uh, uh, activities for uh, the youth. Uh, up-and-comer up there. Look for him in the future to uh, to possibly be uh, a, the next big de-expeditioner in the next 15 or 20 years. We also, uh, I also want to thank our pilots from all over uh, Africa, Europe, uh, Japan, Asia. Asia, we have a, we have a pilot in the, uh, from Asia who covers the Baltic states, the Eastern European region. Uh, Oceania and South America. So all of the regions are covered. They're sending information and data to me. And you go, well, what does a pilot do? Well, I'll give you a, a good short example. The Europeans and also Pista, Pista HA5AO, HA5AO in Hungary, uh, he, he is the webmaster of VP6D, has been helping, out, helping me out tremendously. The Europeans are basically cataloging what the best times are for the bands, particularly on uh, 12, uh, 15, and 17 meters. And so after several days of seeing what the de-expedition is capable, capable of, what the propagation is doing, they're narrowing down their times of saying, this is when you need to hit us. And that's what we're able to do as pilots, is funnel that information uh, to the team so that they can make adjustments in the coming hours or the coming days. And so it's not that we dictate what they do, but we can offer them suggestions from the, the DX community about how can how can other regions or specific areas get into the log a little bit quicker, a little bit easier. And so by forwarding those kind of propagation reports uh, firsthand to the team within an 8 or a 12-hour basis, of receiving them, uh, it, it, it makes, it just creates efficiency. And so I would encourage anybody, uh, not only in the U S but anywhere else to contact your regional pilot and provide them what you think are things that, uh, could help aid your geographical area of getting into this log a little bit quicker. All right. All great information, Glenn. And, uh, thanks so much for, 
making the arrangements to get all this going and uh, all your work and uh, spending some time with us tonight on Ham Talk Live. And it's just uh, amazing. It's gone really well. I've heard nothing but but great comments on uh, how well the uh, operators are doing and and how well things have progressed and uh, of course conditions don't always cooperate but um you know you just keep fighting through it and and i think uh i think everybody's gonna be able to to get a shot at this patience and persistence that's the key yeah, yeah sure is all right well i think we're gonna wrap things up here tonight but uh thanks for coming on and uh I appreciate uh, all you've done and uh, and some good stats there too. And and again, visit uh, vp6d.com and uh, you can see a lot of those uh, statistics and and where they are. So um, a great resource, great website as well. Thank you very much. This this has really been fun. I, I appreciate it. I've done some some things over the internet on doing uh, presentations on some of the de expeditions I've been on, but this this was really fun, and I'm glad you invited me to come on tonight. All right, thank you very much. We appreciate you being here. That's Glenn Petrie, KE4KY, and uh, Gene Spinelli, K5GS. Thanks to both of them for being on the show tonight, and everybody out there in cyberspace for calling in and uh, tweeting in and and commenting. And we invite you all back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. When Ham Talk Live is back, and for a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit hamtalklive.com. And if you like Ham Talk Live, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It helps others find us faster. So this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375. Good luck on CQ Worldwide this weekend. And hey, we, we get VP6D in CQ Worldwide too now. Uh, Well, that's some news. And, of course, may the good DX be yours.